Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Alana, and Alana, if you could introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. Um, hi, <laughs> I'm Alana. We met through Thomas James, who I interviewed um, at the UB Blake Center for my platform, We Are in the Flesh, and he told me about your podcast. And he was like, you need to meet Simone because you guys would get along. And I feel like she would love what you're doing. And you'd love with her what she's doing. So we linked through Instagram. and Yeah. Here. No, I feel that. I, I was looking through your Instagram, like, you know, doing a little bit of stalking. And I was like, wow, this is like, this is the exact concept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So where are you from? I'm from Columbia, Maryland. Okay. Yeah. How'd you like growing up there? I loved it. Uh, what, um, what county is that? It's Howard County. Okay. So I'm in between Baltimore and D.C. Um, or in between like Baltimore County and PG County mm-hmm. and Montgomery County. Yeah. Like they're the surrounding. Um, it was definitely, we definitely have our bubble just because it's such a diverse county. Mm-hmm. I didn't really experience racism until I went to college. Yeah. Um, and I went to Salisbury University, so that's oh. very rural and it's not yeah, I've heard like mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like the side of the bridge at all. Yeah. Um, but growing up in Columbia I definitely um didn't like it growing up because I thought it was cooler to be from somewhere else. Like a lot Where of my friends were from? from oh my God, like prob D C or Baltimore <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. or you know, something that wasn't Columbia because like Columbia was so nice and people thought you were weak if you were from the suburbs. Mm, yeah. And so I mean, for years, I remember lying about like where I was from and my <laughs> what background. Would you say? I would say I was from DC or oh. PG, and I would like pick a street like my grandma lived on or something, and like <laughs> tried to pick a school that was close, like super, super whack, mm. super whack. But I mean, I think that just goes to show how like um, my self image and like self esteem in high school, I just felt like I want these people to like me, yeah. so I like kind of mended and molded it, and now as you know 26 year old i'm so i feel so blessed to have lived in howard county with the schools and the environment yeah. and so it's crazy how you grow up and you're like oh i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah that, that continues to happen <laughs> for sure for sure every single day actually yeah um so how like what was like the makeup of howard county as far as race um Cause I, feel I like, mean, well, I grew up in PG County, and it's just like there's like black, and then like a little bit of white, and a little bit mm, of Asian. Yeah, so there's a lot of white people, mm-hmm. um, but there's also a lot of black people, a lot of Asians, a lot of Hispanic. There's a lot of everyone, which is why it's kind of a bubble. Mm-hmm. I went to Wild Lake High School, which is the most diverse. Or when I was in high school in 2011, that's when I graduated. It was the most diverse in the county, but all of the surrounding high schools had a little bit of everyone in them. Mm-hmm. Um, on the outer skirts of Howard County, there are schools that are um, like more rural, like it's a lot of farmland and those are a lot of white kids. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money in Howard County. So a lot of the richer schools where like everyone lives in a mansion, yeah. like those schools are like white for the most part. Um, there are some black kids and whatever there, but mostly yeah. not. Yeah, um, that's interesting. But it's like its own little like mini like America. (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange. Like we all like there was no like 
black table, white table, Hispanic, like everybody was just cool with everybody. The black people were at the white parties. Mm-hmm. Everyone was sitting with everyone. Everyone was cool with everyone. Like there was a different ethnicity that probably won homecoming king and queen or prom like every year. Yeah. It was very diverse. The malls divert like everything. So when you leave and then it's like, oh, yeah. like, cause you think like <laughs> everywhere is like that. And you're like, what are these people talking about? It's not that bad. Yeah. And then you get into a space where it's predominantly black or predominantly white and you see the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to North Carolina Central University my freshman year, and it was such a culture shock. Like, going to an HBCU was beautiful and really fun, but I was also like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, yeah. around, like, all of my people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you it was went definitely to interesting. NCCU and then to South Yeah, and then after. I transferred, yeah, okay. because I am not a big, huge fan of the South. So, but both of my <laughs> parents are from North Carolina and my mm-hmm. mom went to NCCU. Okay. So I was trying to kind of like follow in her footsteps yeah. and then I was just like, I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. What yeah. was it about the South? Well, no, well, that was an extremely racist mm. situation. That was like the first time I like actually oh, felt yeah. it. Like I'd never been followed around a store before yeah. or, um, I don't know, just looked at funny going to like the Piggly Wiggly or whatever they have down <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was one thing, but also it's just really slow. Mm-hmm. Everything's very spread out. My freshman year, I didn't have my car. Oh. So I was just kind of miserable, even though everything for freshmen that was popping was like on, on campus. campus yeah. But I still felt like, man, like I'm used to the mall being right here and the Target being right here. And like the mall, we're so blessed in our area to have the malls and the stores that we do because down south it's not like that in some areas and um everything's different like the fashion the food the music like everything like so even though the food's delicious i was like i'm getting kind of fat like everything is like very (laughs) fried that's just just freshman year (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i was just like i don't know like this is a lot so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's just the fact that i was five hours away from home with no car in a place that was just very different yeah. from what I was used to. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. 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 I went to Maryland, so it was like 45 minutes away from home. And like, I stayed on campus freshman year. Mm-hmm. But also, it was like, I was so close. It was like, I guess, an easier transition. But when you factor in everything, yeah. I could see exactly like, yeah. Probably wouldn't like that either. But <laughs> College Park is such a beautiful campus, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so pretty. And when I toured that school, because I was thinking about going to grad school there, and I remember. Everybody was playing frisbee and people were laying. <laughs> it was like a movie, and I was just yeah. like, "Why aren't more schools like this?" Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of PWIs are like that. Yeah. But I'm like, "Why when I go to a HBCU, why aren't people jogging? Why aren't people outside? Yeah. Like, it's like people need to get more like active." So I don't know. I get what you're saying about College Park, but it's also like a blessing that you <laughs> yeah. went there. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's a good school. There's the pros and the cons, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, what do you find interesting in general? Yeah, just like oh a- wow, like one thing. Yeah. Okay, one or, thing. Um, yeah, or a theme of things. A theme of things. Okay, I'll just say I'll just say people to like keep it. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that, like, okay. people. Well, now I have to ask, what about people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, because <laughs> um, there are so many different things I'm interested in, but yeah. at least we can keep, like, the conversation around. Yeah, so I am so interested in why people do the things they do mm-hmm. and, like, why people 
think the way they think, why people interact and move the way they move. Yeah. Um, which is part of the reason why I started my platform, but I've always been, like I said before, like growing up, I remember being like kind of a drifter, like having a ton of different groups of friends Mm -hmm. that were all completely different, but all useful in different ways. And I was able to mend and mold my personality and myself to kind of like get with all these people, not necessarily in a fake way, but like I can understand why you act the way you act and I'm interested in this. So I'm going to meet you where you are kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I didn't understand why more, why people wouldn't be willing to do that. Like a lot of people have their like one group of friends or like think they're a specific way. Mm -hmm. They're not Um, as, I guess, multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. We don't accept our facets. Yeah. 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 And just not like flexible in Mm -hmm. like, if you've grown up believing something or thinking something, when you meet someone that just like goes by the opposite, it's kind of hard to talk about that subject or Mm -hmm. to like, be in their space for long periods of time depending on how intense the matter is but I've just always been interested in how can we all kind of like be closer like how can we see past the small things we disagree on and still love each other Mm -hmm. despite our differences yeah what actually like what is similar about us that brings us together basically is that the question um like you're oh. trying to like look at like the similar like why don't we just look at the similarities instead of like our differences basically yeah i mean yeah i i think the question is like why can't everyone just i don't know yeah like why can't you pinpoint the one thing cuz it doesn't have to be like as a whole but pinpoint the one thing that makes you similar to the person that's right across from you mm-hmm. Like, people don't even look homeless people in the eye when they're, like, walking yeah. down the street to, like, give them money. They're asking for money or whatever, and they'll, like, turn their head or roll their window well, up or whatever. At least you can say just, like, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Like Right, or some of them <laughs> just, like, I've seen signs recently that say, like, oh, if you don't have anything, like, just a smile is enough. Like, mm-hmm. it's something that tiny to, like, smile at a stranger yeah. or if you see someone drop something to pick it up or someone sneezes to say bless you. It's, like... Because me and you are women, we can relate. Because me and you are minorities, we can relate. Mm -hmm. Because me and you went to college, we can relate. Like, and everything else can be different. But, like, if you find the small things. And, like, one thing that I've realized from all the interviews that I've done is that everybody wants the same thing. Like, everyone wants love. Everyone wants stability and security. Everyone just wants to achieve their goals yeah everyone's just trying to make it so like when you look at it on that base level like me and you are completely different but like ours you know base level needs are the same we still just want to like love and be loved basically exactly yeah exactly i feel that um so is that where your platform came from yeah so well oh my god that's such a long story (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so I was doing a lifestyle magazine with a college friend. Mm-hmm. It was um, like a women's lifestyle magazine. You guys were like self-publishing it. Yeah, we wow, were. Se- really well, dope. it was it was an e magazine, mm-hmm. but um, we were doing everything ourselves and like hosting events and trying to do some charity work. Yeah. Um, and once I got out of that, then 
I was trying to figure out like what my purpose was really. So I had to kind of go back to that original question. You asked me like, what are you interested? What do you want to do? There is this um, platform called the What's Underneath Project and it's on YouTube. It's this mother daughter duo. um, And they ask not super famous people, but like actors, um, well, like up and coming actors, up and coming models, things like that. Um, questions about like what their style means to them and they're like 10 to 15 minute interviews but they go into depth like it starts very surface like what your style says about you mm-hmm. these people end up talking about their sicknesses and their mental illnesses and their families and their you know tragedies and yeah. whatever so one day like I found it and I basically ended up watching like 90 of these videos <laughs> in a row and I was like sobbing in my mm-hmm. room for hours like by myself just watching these people and feeling like I was genuinely connecting with them just because I could like see their expressions. I could tell they were being genuine. I could tell when they were really hurt or when they were really passionate about something. And I thought it was so beautiful. And I've always loved Humans of New York. Yeah. You know, The Cut is another one that I love. The Skin Deep is another one. Um, But those are all platforms where they're showing people either interact with each other or they're asking them like real questions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do something like this. So it kind of started from there. I was like, I want to film people. I want to talk to people. But I want it to be about connecting with others and not so like, tell me about you and like, I don't know how you understand you. It's like all of it is supposed to be how we see each other, Mm -hmm. how I can, how you can see yourself in someone else, basically. So I tried to bring that like community aspect into it instead of keeping it like individual to the people. Yeah, that's what I, okay, so that's kind of like the issue I'm having a little bit with this podcast Mm -hmm. where it's like I meet all these really cool people and it's like it'd be great to connect them, but it's like I need to find a way to connect them. I talked about this on the panel episode um, that I just released where it's like I have all these, actually no, that was the follow-up episode I released, but um, with Marcus. I guess I have to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Marcus. (laughs) But um, yeah, I talked about like I'm in this in the room with like all these interesting people who are doing like really great creative things. But I'm the one that's just one on one with these people. And I need to Mm. find a way to get everybody like in the same room. Yeah. So I, I feel I resonate with that, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's definitely challenging because I think a lot of people say that they want to connect, but they won't do the work. Like, the website that I made, it's set up to where it's a forum. Mm -hmm. It's set up to the point where you can literally, like, log in, make a um, profile Mm -hmm. as if it's, like, a social media situation. And you can start forums and you can talk in forums, like, conversation. And the end goal is to make this, like, an actual community that's a that's a safe space with like no trolls that are gonna be yeah. like knocking people down when they're super honest about things. It's really hard to get people to interact. Like, yes. people will <laughs> like videos, people will repost videos, people are down to get interviewed because they like talking about themselves and they like to feel special. But and I'm all here for that. But at the same time, it's like, now what do we do? Yeah, you need that extra step to right. be completed. Um, I think events is something that i'm definitely about to start getting into bringing the past like interviewees to a space and getting them like together bringing people that are interested in connecting in general and like a no cell phone 
habitat mm-hmm. making people like interact <laughs> yeah. because people will talk all day on instagram but you put a group of strangers in a room and now we're all talking on instagram still they're, <laughs> right they're not gonna really brush yeah. shoulders with each other and yeah. it's pretty sad yeah so i love throwing parties and like i'm a very mixy person yeah like you i guess um, yeah where i just like invite everybody i'm just like all right i know you like come on through like you know just bring good vibes basically Mm -hmm. and the one way i've realized like it's basically the only way to get people to start talking to people that they don't know Mm -hmm. playing games that's yeah yeah the only like because like then you create some like sort of like camaraderie type thing so for my um half birthday i had a party and i did a college olympics party and yeah, I was like, I don't know, you know me. Okay. okay. <laughs> but um, so um, I like basically like made it random, like mm-hmm. whose team you're on. You like get like a little like hair tie, which is like a certain color, and that means that you're on that team. Okay. So then you have to like create this camaraderie with like people that you don't normally like come, like people that you didn't come with, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like that's what I'm trying to, I guess, get to. Right. But, um, it's hard like after that moment to keep people connected. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can always, I mean, I guess like a follow-up situation, like a follow-up podcast with some people that you've um, like interviewed that you feel would vibe. If Mm -hmm. you bring them, like if you do another panel and you're like, I want these four so we can talk about this specific subject or whatever. Those are definitely in the works. You know, (laughs) I mean, if you, you know, I mean, brunches, I Mm -hmm. mean, everybody eats. You know what I mean? There are so many things, but at the same time, like, which I know you can understand, like, it's hard to, you're doing this by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like doing, Mm -hmm. building something by yourself is difficult. You definitely It's a lot of work. And then if you're going to do events, it's a lot of money. So I saw that you have, um, like places where people can give, donate money, which is awesome. Like I don't have that yet because I'm having this like normal thing that women always have which is like i feel bad for like asking you to support me but like it's necessary and i need it and like if you're in boston and you're like come come interview me it's like i have to pay to come to boston to interview you so you know it's definitely a struggle (laughs) (laughs) for sure Um, but patreon like you should try that i guess like i would say you know like even just put it out there because like maybe like it doesn't get that much traction, but the traction it does get, like, that it's something. Will something, yeah. something so. yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. <laughs> um, so what do you, what goals do you have in the future? I know we talked about, like, events and everything, but, like, mm-hmm. what's the end game for We Are In The Flesh? So the end game for We Are In The Flesh, and this is, like, big picture, big picture, um, but I definitely want a docu-series. I don't know if I would want it on a streaming service or if I would just want to have my own like network mm-hmm. um, with other creatives where like We Are In The Flesh is just one of the shows or one of the things that's offered on the network. Um, but I definitely want it on like some kind of streaming service yeah. or on television where people can watch it. Um, if not, then I would want to make like a documentary, but that would be from like traveling different places internationally and then like making that into like a movie showing the process and whatever. And Sundance has so many programs and like grants to go after when you're like up and coming like film director. Mm -hmm. Um, but since I'm teaching myself everything from the ground up, like this is just an idea I had and I was like, okay, I think I can do it because I have like the grit to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that would obviously take time. So that's like one part of it. And then as far as the events go, like eventually I want those to be like 
conferences and like retreats yeah because i want people to be able to come to this place and be like i'm going there because i know that everyone there is on the same wave as me they want to meet new people they want to be nice (laughs) and they want to talk about stuff that actually matters nobody's going to ask me where i work how much money i make like Mm -hmm. you know about any of my third dimensional issues like everyone cares about the mental and like what you have to seek inward yeah so that's like the goal to do like huge large conference scale, yeah, yeah large week, scale yeah. things in like different parts of the country and then to also make this like a real so series yeah, yeah like, with yeah. like seasons and like <clears throat> you know partnered with a company that can fund that travel and fund that equipment and you know so yeah that's awesome yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) no i'd love to hear like um like really ambitious goals like that yeah because it's feasible you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure for sure at 26 like this idea like 10 years from now can be something crazy yeah yeah and it's like (laughs) i don't know because it sounds like when you say it out loud it, it sounds crazy because it's so like because if it actually happened it's like what (laughs) but it's like you know i gotta try yeah i gotta try what else am i doing (laughs) yeah exactly and i've also realized that um just like i you know heard in another one of your um podcast clips like someone was saying how they feel kind of like stupid and like not enough in their corporate america job and like i do marketing um nine to five and i don't feel like not enough but i definitely feel like it isn't enough yeah if that it's makes not sense. taking enough of me like right. i'm not like fully encompassed in this like there's right. so much more that i have to offer yeah and it's like i'm not physically capable of putting my 100 percent into something that i am not like for so like there's only so much i can give of myself to my job which makes me kind of feel bad But, you know, it pays my bills, so I, like, can't quit. But at the same time, like, 40 hours a week is a lot when you're trying to build something on the side, too. So you have to, like, come home and work on your thing. Mm -hmm. Or weekends are just always packed. You don't really have, like, I don't really, like, last night was the first time in, like, four years that I've just been, like, out. Wow. You know, like. Wow. And, I mean, I got sober four years ago, so that's kind of part of it because I didn't want to like be at the bar or whatever. But I mean, once I really buckled down, like I'd go out for people's birthdays and stuff like that, but just to like randomly go out to just hang. Like I was just like, who has time for that? I'm not doing that. So last night, (laughs) yeah, I mean, no, but that's a like you, you should because Mm -hmm. we're in our twenties, you know? So here I am like being so serious when like, letting go is something that I need to relearn how to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I yeah. Just like being nicer to myself in that way. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to still build something and like relax sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm the person, like if I take a nap, it's just like, what are you doing taking a nap? <laughs> you like you have like, stuff to do. Wow. Where does that come from? Like that work ethic, <laughs> I guess. Right. Pro- so my, my dad has like no work ethic. And we do not get along. And um, my mom has, like, a very strong work ethic. And she's extremely resourceful and, like, problem-solving and, like, just gets it done. And um, 
I think that I strive so much to be like her and to not fall into like the paternal part of my DNA. <laughs> yeah. That, and I'm also like a Capricorn moon and I have a lot of earth in my chart. If you know anything about astrology. A little but, bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's, um, I know that the it's Capricorns in my are, chart. They're very like, um, I don't know how to say this. It's like very, they, they have a plan and they stick to the plan and like, all right, this needs to get done, this needs to get done. Like, that's basically what I know, I think. No, it's true. So, like, I'm a Taurus. Like, that's my sign. Yeah. And we're very, like, I need stability. I like nice things. <laughs> then, like, Capricorn is my moon sign, and that's, like, emotions. And that's very, like, get it done, no excuses. Save for the future. Money, money, money. Mm-hmm. So all of the things I do aren't for money, but, like, I have to be okay. Like, yeah. I have to be stable in that. Um, I don't know, area of my life. Um, and then like, I don't know if you know what the Enneagram, like if you've taken that, I can send you the link. That's like another personality thing, but I'm like a three, which is like the achiever. Like every single thing is just very like drive, drive, drive. Mm -hmm. So it's like a double edged sword because it's like, I have so many things I want to do and I can get them done. But also like, I'll like burn myself out. Like just need to learn how to relax, I guess. Yeah. Which is so hard. (laughs) It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the opposite side. (laughs) It's like sad. I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. Like, I'm very like, um, it'll get done by the time that it's due. (laughs) <laughs> okay i so. mean that's good too though as, like as long as you're not missing deadlines yeah yeah whatever <laughs> like but yeah i know like yeah i love like um being out and around and like you know part of the podcast is like going out and meeting people and a lot of people i do meet at bars and happy hour and stuff yeah like that, so yeah it's like... and like i what's so funny is like i have a bit of social anxiety so this project is for me too kind of wow, yeah. because getting doing this is making me kind of like talk to people and like I'm older now so I don't suffer from what I used to of like wanting to like people please and whatever yeah. else but like last night I went out to like an art gallery opening thing um with friends knowing other creatives were gonna be there so my goal was specifically to talk to people and get more people to interview and I met like I don't know at least eight to ten people Mm. that would be interested and like that happened because I went yeah and so there were things that people would invite me to before and I'd be like oh like I don't know (laughs) I just like wouldn't go because I was just like terrified like Mm -hmm. what am I gonna wear like just overthinking it you just really got to put yourself out there. So that's something that I envy from you that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go out. Yeah, I'm going to meet these people. Yeah, I'm going to do this, yeah. you know, because I was just like, I don't know. Like, it's taken me so long to, like, be OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it came to me because I feel like I was like a lot more shy, like um, in high school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been someone who likes to try new things and like mm. very, like, explorative, I guess. Um, so I guess that's probably, probably where it comes from. I don't know. Yeah. But, I'm so cautious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so cautious about everything except for tattoos. Mm. I get emotional. Tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably okay, be more cautious. So we are like that. opposites basically. Cause I'm like very cautious about tattoos. Like the tattoos yeah. that I have, it's just like, I spent like, probably like, I knew that I wanted them for at least like 
three months to not, not probably more than that like like six months to like a year before i got them so yeah yeah it took me like a while it just yeah. No, all of, I mean, most of mine were pretty spur of the moment. I like knew I wanted a tattoo for like months at a time yeah. and like kind of what I wanted. And then I'd have like a, the artist like draw it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I've had like two or three covered up with something else. And then like, I'll realize like, I don't like that. Let's do this again. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, yeah. I think it's more so therapeutic for me. Um, which I'd probably need to chill. Like, <laughs> like, it's expensive. You know, it's definitely expensive for sure. And also like to get things just because later you're going to be like, actually, I don't like the way they did mm-hmm. that. Let's add this or let's do this. It's kind of like, this is your body, bro. Like yeah. pipe down. And luckily I didn't like ruin, like all of them look great, yeah. but it's just like, I should find another hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just like for my tattoos, I just like know what I wanted to get, and then I just like go to a random shop, and I'm just like, you know, it's like just yeah. a day where I have time, and I'm just yeah. like, all right, well, I already know what I want, so it's like hard to like mess it up, I guess. Like, yeah, for like at least the tattoo artist, you know, like it's very simple design, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask like why well you did talk about like why you have like the film elements so that we can like see people's expression and mm-hmm. everything, but like why was um how did you I guess get into film and you said you're like teaching yourself it's like how did you how did you start (laughs) okay so i mean i've always been like obsessed with like movies and like anything that i can look at that makes me feel something Mm -hmm. so like art in all forms i've always been obsessed with like creatives to me are just like god's gift i'm like (laughs) how do you do that like how did you you know as far as how I started in the beginning, I really, I mean, I use my phone even still now. I had an iPhone 10, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy a tripod for this. Yeah. And one of my friends, I was just talking in a car and I was like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking for backdrops and lights and stuff. And she was like, oh, I have a backdrop in these two like studio lights. You can just have them because yeah. she tried to do YouTube and she was like, I'm bored and stopped. <laughs> she was like, you can just have them. And I was like, what? So that was like $200 I didn't have to spend. And I was carrying that around. And then I get people to draw mm-hmm. in my, you know, videos. So I just bought like the notepad and the markers and whatever. Um, and then I just put it on Instagram. Like I asked very close friends first, like, hey, do you want to do this? Same. Um, and they were like, yeah, of course. Um, but then I started being like, okay, I'm going to have to ask strangers. Um, so it started out with all people I knew. Luckily, I know a lot of people, like even just by like association. So I was just like sending out emails. Um, but I really overbooked when I first started because I was so scared that I wasn't going to have the content. So I was like filming two to four people a week and I was putting out like four videos a week week? and a week because everyone got like, I do the interview and I, and it would probably be like 30 minutes to an hour. I would edit it on iMovie. So this is before I tried Adobe premiere and final cut. So on my like, old mac because now no. i because i bought a new mac I feel like, yeah no, this is- so <laughs> i was like oh 2700 <laughs> i didn't expect to spend that but okay so bought that 
was on iMovie because I was like terrified to use anything else because it all just looks like Greek. And um, I would give like a the whole thing edited, like the whole hour edited. And then I'd also put like a little interesting snippet, which is probably like seven minutes yeah. or something. But that took time and I would do that for like every single That's person. insane. So for like the first like eight, <laughs> like six to eight months, I was doing that. Um, and then like I started last April. So by June or July... I was booked until like December because I had just been like going. Hustling. I was like, this is what I want. This is like what I want to do. Um, so, and then that's when people who didn't live here started coming in. So I went to Philly, I went to North Carolina, I went wow. to California. That's dope. Um, yeah. And like, that's what I want. Right. Yeah. But then like just starting out, you're like, wait, I don't have any money. Like, I'm like, <laughs> this is expensive. Well, if you don't go out, so like, you know, right? But I went and it was dope. Like, mm -hmm. and so you know, now it's like I'm, and I was like, I'm never gonna do that again. Like, I'm never gonna book like six months out. And now it's January and I'm booking for May, so I'm doing the same thing. But that's <laughs> just like how that? my brain works because yeah. I have to set up for tomorrow or mm -hmm. I start getting anxious. Yeah. So really, starting out, I started with nothing. I just started with what I had and my idea, and I was like, if this is supposed to be a thing, it'll pop. Like, yeah. I was like, if it's if it's going to fail or if it's not supposed to be a thing, nobody's going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's going to follow it. Like, you know, and that's, yeah. I wasn't looking at any social media analytics. I was just following people and like, I don't know, I don't know anything about anything. I literally yeah. started <laughs> from nothing. So what have you learned? Oh my God. Um, I learned that you have to talk to people at least at like at least a week before their interview or they're probably going to forget because people like if if it's january and they're like yeah i'm free in april yeah okay you yeah. know so for me because i put it in my calendar and sent the calendar invite i expect everyone mm -hmm. to be like oh let me pull up my google calendar and just to know and everyone's not like oh, that so you can actually set a um reminder it'll send out a reminder email like you know like a i need week to before, do that a day before something like that um and sometimes stuff comes up like this one dude he was like oh like i'm proposing to my girlfriend and I have to and I'm like got it noted <laughs> congratulations we can reschedule like but some people legit just straight up forget which is fine unless they live far and you like change your plans to like yeah do that. And you have to like do flights and stuff mm -hmm. yeah. um another thing that I learned is that people are usually willing I picked like the perfect thing to do mm -hmm. because I'm just asking I'm asking people to talk about what they think and people love to talk about themselves. Trust me, I know. <laughs> so it's like you like you picked the perfect thing. It's like you will never run out of content. Yeah. You will never run out of people <laughs> because you can grab anyone and be like, I think you're interesting. I want to interview you. Um, so I think being really understanding and uh, empathetic about what people talk about, I guess, is something that I learned because everybody wants to talk about themselves, but everyone isn't willing to go as deep as some people are willing to go. Because mm -hmm. um, I've had people that have stayed so totally surface, which is fine, but I've had people talk about like their deepest, darkest trauma. Yeah. And that's the reason, like their interviews are the reason why I'm doing this because it's also therapeutic for them. And then the people who have also been through that stuff can be like, 
oh my God, let me reach out. And the cool thing is people watch these videos and then they'll reach out to these people and then they come back to me. Like someone reached out to me because of the video. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Or like I saw like this girl and this guy that I interviewed, like hanging out and then they sent me a video like, we're friends now because, and I'm like, this is what I'm talking (laughs) about. Like y'all are getting together. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think as long as you stay true to yourself and like, I don't know, just keep your why at the forefront Yeah, because it's so easy to like, you know, I want more Instagram followers. Mm -hmm. I want more people to blah, blah, blah. And it's like the people who are supposed to see this and get the most out of it. will see it and get the most out of it. Like I can't freak out over, who's not following back and can this person with 300,000 followers like post the videos yeah 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 yeah. like Like, they're just like well maybe in my story or like maybe and I'm just like you know like I need people to see this but then it's like it's not even about that like Mm -hmm. whoever's supposed to see it will see it yeah so you're like an everything happens for a reason type person yes me too I feel that yeah my life is like just the perfect example (laughs) of that like I've been through a lot, but now looking back, it's like that thing where they say like God is in the rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. Like you can't always see like what's happening, but when you look back, you'll be like, Oh yeah. Everything that happened prepared you for where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. I see that like, okay. Like even in like small ways where it's like something tells you like, Oh, grab this before you leave the house. And then like you actually end up needing that later. Like Mm -hmm. I remember I just like keep dollars in my car sometimes. Mm -hmm. So something said, yo, just grab a dollar before like you get out of the car. And I was like, all right, sure. So I grab a dollar and then somebody like was at the um, gas station. They needed a dollar that was in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I like, you know, like gave the dollars like, wow. Like, you know, it's just like that weird thought like just happened. Like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah. Nothing is random. Yeah. Nothing is random. So astrology. How deep are you in that? Because, like, I'm I'm very, like, on the surface with that. Like, I know, like, the sun, the moon, the rising. But, like, yeah. how closely do you follow it? Um, so I used to follow it a lot closer, and then I got lazy. Um, but I know my chart, and I have a few books, and I have, like, the app. It's like I have the CoStar app. Um, I have the Pattern app. Um, but And then I've had, like... Uh, if you go on like my astrology cafe or something, mm-hmm. um, you can print out the whole thing and read specifically like where the signs are and like the houses and what that means. And so I've read through all of that, but I wouldn't be able to like tell what the houses are like right off the top of my yeah. head. I kind of know the planets and like what they, you know, are about or whatever, but I, I know the signs pretty well and yeah. like what they're supposed to like what the strengths and weaknesses and how the people are. It's really cool when I meet people because I always ask them and then I'll like, not like observe how yeah. they act <laughs> because that's not right. But like, just see if they kind of go with their mm-hmm. sign because a lot of people don't really mesh with their sun sign. A lot of people mesh with their like moon or rising more. Okay. So what would you guess that my sign is? Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I'm just not good at that. I'm not good okay. at that. I don't know. Okay. So I'm um, a Pisces Sun. Okay. And then a Sagittarius moon. Okay. Yeah. What's your rising sign? Um, cancer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you like emotional? I mean, that's what people tell me. I feel like I'm. But like, you perfect. feel like you're not? <laughs> no, I feel like um, 
I mean, Pisces and Cancer, that's like... I feel like I'm justified, though. I'm just going to say that. Well, yeah. I mean, water signs are always going to feel justified, (laughs) like, in the how they feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, Sagittarius Moon, man. I mean, I don't have any Sagittarius in my chart, which I wish I did, because that would make me more like, let's go here, then let's go here, then let's Mm. do this, and let's do that. Like, I have a lot of Sagittarius friends, and they're very, like just outspoken and like (laughs) I'm gonna live in Berlin then I'm gonna live in New York and I'm gonna live in Seattle and now Mm -hmm. like it's just and like relationships it's like fine but then it's like "Mm, do I really want to be with you like so I love them but I just don't have any (laughs) (laughs) but my mom is um Pisces rising and my my best friend is a cancer, so oh, I mean, I love water signs, you know. Ne- you do, it's yeah. necessary. It's necessary to feel things. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like being like I don't know. Everybody's not everybody's favorite sign, but a lot of people really like Pisces, so I'm like happy to have that. My boss is a Pisces, and he's a little crazy, but like mm-hmm. he means well. Yeah, I think Pisces men are different than like Pisces women. <laughs> Because one minute he's like, hello, and the next minute he's just like intense mm. AF. And I'm like, oh my God, Anthony, get it together. <laughs> so, uh, what's changed the most about you as you've gotten older? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. How I uh, communicate, how I look at life, the fact that I don't drink or do any drugs. Um, my the level of responsibility that I have, um, the way I handle money, uh, my self confidence, and like my goals in life. Like I used to want to be a lawyer, <laughs> you know. Like I used to. I remember like growing this is up. Really funny how you say that. Like- <laughs> for real though. Like and I love crime. Like I love all the crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I understand why I wanted to do that, but I was just like never. I could not do that. Yeah. It's just my whole everything, everything about me is different. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely feel that. Like I was saying, I was a lot more like shy when I was in high school and everything. And yeah, I feel like in the last like five years, I guess, like since graduating college, I guess, I've like really come into my own and like had to, ask, you know, like, like you were saying, ask those questions like, okay, so like, what do I actually want to do? Like, what am I actually about? Like, what am I doing outside of work? Because like, yeah, work pays the bills, but like, if it's not filling me like in other ways, then what am I going to do to fill that cup? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, five years ago, I was 22. Can I do math? I was 22. Oh my God. 21. (laughs) Well, I'm turning 27 in May. So my math, first of all, I'm not good at math. So let's just like acknowledge the fact that I got that wrong. But um, 21, I was, I don't know. I was just wild. Like I just wanted to have fun. Yeah, I feel that. You know, all I cared about. Yeah, like I was really interested in people, but in a different way. Like I was like, I know that we'll be friends if we smoke this blunt together. I know that we'll be (laughs) friends if we go and just get like stupid drunk. You know what I mean? Or if we vibe on a level where we're not, really on this planet anymore (laughs) like you know and um yeah I mean I really wasn't I was a huge escapist 
Like, I didn't really process emotions yeah. or how I felt about anything. When I, you know, when I got sober, I had gotten into some trouble and it was the second time that I had gotten in some trouble. And I was like, okay, what do I really want for my life? What do I really want to do? And it was tough. And it was, it was a, cha- I mean, I had to change my people, places, and things. Yeah, start um, all over. Literally. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And the person that I always wanted to be that I felt was there is like now who I am. And it's really crazy because, you know, I was just, you know, people don't really know what's holding them back until they start sacrificing things they like think they need. Like yeah. everybody has a vice or like the thing that they lean on. It doesn't always have to be alcohol and drugs. It can be people. It can be television, food, whatever. But like, I don't know. I just, I think that's the biggest thing I learned. Like if you, if anybody feels like they're like an addict to anything or mm-hmm. feels like they can't live without a specific thing, um, take a step back, drop that thing. <laughs> yeah, for real. And mm-hmm. like, see who you become without that thing. Yeah. Because now that I'm not dependent on anything else, but like myself, my drive is like increased tenfold. Yeah. Everything's yeah, just been better. Yeah. yeah. You learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot in these, um, in the twenties, I'd say. Oh yeah. Life yeah. has like <laughs> put me on my ass multiple mm. times, but it's also like lifted me up and like given me chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's a journey and it's never over until yeah. it's over. Yeah. You're always constantly learning. I didn't realize like until twenty turning 25, exactly like how young that I am like when you're 21 22 you're just like because like you're coming out of college like you're 22 and you're going into the world and you think you know everything yeah and then like a year later you're like wait a minute I don't like, know anything yeah. and these people are trying to pay me 35k like yeah yeah and by the time you get to 25 you're like wait a minute I'm just not ever gonna know everything oh yeah <laughs> like yeah I'm always going to be learning so even when you're 80 process. yeah even when you're 80 like mm-hmm. it is not possible for humans to know everything and i feel like i don't know i listen to a lot of oprah like super soul sunday and stuff like that and she's just always learning and i'm mm-hmm. just like oprah you have done like over like i don't know fifty thousand interviews like something crazy yeah. and all over with the smartest of the i mean crazy and i'm like if you're still out here like just soaking everything in like a sponge as if you've never heard it before yeah. like then I might as well just, like, sit here. (laughs) Because, you know, I don't know. And life became easier when I realized I didn't know everything. Because you hold yourself to such a standard. Like, why did I know that? Why did I do that? Why did I, you know, I'm pretty hard on myself anyway, which is, like, another thing I have to work on. But, yeah, when I just remember, like, okay, I'm 26. I don't have to know all of this stuff. Like, clearly I'm not going to be, like, Ava DuVernay tomorrow, (laughs) you know? Like, there's a process, yeah. There's a journey. The process. (laughs) Ugh. Um, So, I forget exactly when this episode comes out. I think it's, like, in the beginning of March. Okay. Um, But what I want to ask, okay, so we're about, like, I guess – when this episode comes comes out, will be two months through the year. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some goals that you have? Like, what are some things that you want to accomplish by the end of twenty twenty? Um, I definitely want to have found a space to film for 
we are in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Definitely want um, events happening. Definitely want people to be interacting on the website. And that's just for we are in the flesh. Um, as far as me personally, I'm just trying to remain centered around God just because for a very long time I feel like I was filling this God-sized hole with like all things that are out in the world and it just did not work whether if it was like men or friends or partying or whatever you know and so at the beginning of this year I did this pray 21 thing with my church where I was waking up every day at five o'clock in the morning and going to church from six to seven a.m for 21 days straight and they would would have a service and pray and then we would go to work and I was like this is perfect because when this is over I can transition and start going to the gym in the morning which is something I'd stop doing so now I wake up five in the morning I go to the gym I went like basically I don't want to say vegan because I'm still gonna wear a leather coat you know what I mean (laughs) like but I eat plant-based and it's been like that since January 6th Um, so hopefully by December I'm like cooking on a normal basis and it's easier for me to kind of, um, stay away from dairy when I can. I'm not really eating that much dairy, but it's just hard on the road, like finding things that don't have like a little bit of dairy in it. But yeah, just staying, staying, staying true to like my health and my spiritual health Mm -hmm. and just, um, and my physical health, obviously. And also, like, I don't know. I have a lot of friends that, like, smoke, like, jewels and vapes and stuff like that. And I'm just really trying to, like, not want to hit their vape. Because I just quit. Because <laughs> oh, I yeah. just, yeah. Because I, like, just quit smoking last year, like, December 30th. And it's, like. Shit. Congratulations. Thank you. And, I mean, it's it's. It's a big deal because it's like you start when you're young because you're retarded (laughs) and then like and then you're like, I'm not going to be doing this when I'm this age. And then then like every year you're like, wait, like I'm still doing this, Mm. you know, so that's like just another thing. So I have like those health goals. I just want to stay like sane. Yeah. Mentally, Mm -hmm. because I get so like intense, like I want this just like. With you, like, I'm pretty sure you want your your podcast. You know it's work, but it's still, like, you're home away from home. Like, yeah. it should always feel like you want to do this. Yeah. It shouldn't become yeah, a burden. Yeah. And, like, that's what almost happened to me last year mm-hmm. when I had overbooked and I was doing so much. It got to the point where I started, like, resenting what I was doing. Yeah. So I think a goal is, like, finding balance of, like, these are the days I can do this and these are the days I yeah, can't. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. You know? And, like, it's okay to say no to people. Because, mm-hmm. like, me, I'm like, what if I'm missing out on this opportunity and I need to do this <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you don't sleep, you're gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to relax. <laughs> if that's actually something that I wrote down earlier this morning. It's like, I wanted to tweet it, but I'm like, it sounds like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna say it. Um, yeah, say it. So, it's like, basically, it was just like, it's okay, the stars will align again. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I was like, I don't know where I need to say this, but like, I'm just gonna write it down. So yeah. here it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, if something's supposed to happen, like, eventually, yeah. like, you know, don't stretch yourself out because, like, if it's supposed mm-hmm. to happen, it will. So what's yours is yours. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that saying, like, uh, what you're seeking is seeking you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, if it's yours, it's yours. So that's just how I feel. I just put my dreams out and then I'm just like, okay, God. 
yeah you know alter and correct as you need to yeah. but like this He's is what i'm job. going at <laughs> right exactly because i you know the habit of controlling every little thing mm-hmm. just not feeling comfortable with like letting some of it go thinking yeah. like nothing's gonna catch it like that has always been like an issue for me but yeah. that's like so self-serving it's so egotistical and um and it's something I'm working on. So I think this year is just completely about like revamping yeah, my entire like, like, like changing the way that you the, the way that I think yeah. and the way that I move in my business and being willing to like take more risks at the same time. Right. That's awesome. Okay. Thanks. So um, the last question that I have for you is, do you have any questions for me? Um, hmm. Well, first of all, what exactly is is your goal with this? I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly. Okay. Um, right now, I'm really just enjoying like talking to people, yeah. meeting people, and um, I just started doing the follow up episodes and the panel episodes. Mm. I think the overarching goal is like what we were talking about earlier, which is bringing people together. Yeah. And I want to find a better way to do that like you said i want to start like you know throwing events and you know um getting the guests to interact with each other more like you know it'd be really dope to like have two people from the podcast like have a project together or something you know um so i think that's like right now like my goal like i just enjoy um connecting people so i think yeah trying to find a way to connect people better with this platform i guess would be the the goal right now okay and i'll ask you the first question that i ask on all of my videos okay. <laughs> who are you on a soul level what does that mean <laughs> so a soul level is like who are um, you when it comes to like mind your will like everything that has nothing to do with your surface or dimensional stuff like who are you really that most people that really know you probably see, but people mm-hmm. who don't know you that well probably don't see it. Um, okay, so I talk about this. I probably say this too much, but uh, my Instagram bio is um, someone once told me that I'm someone that's very interested in having a good time. So let's go with that. So basically, I would say that, um, yeah, on a soul level, it's just like I'm somebody, somebody that... Um, likes to be around people and likes people to like be enjoying themselves and have a good time okay and is there anything is there any like interview that you've had that you've done so far that was your favorite and like oh no i can't say that (laughs) okay you don't have to say your favorite but one that like i don't know that you distinctly remember for what someone said or the experience that you had with the person and like why it was so special to you and that's like my last question (laughs) sorry (laughs) no no problem you can ask as many as you want um but i would say one that sticks out to me is um with i forget exactly which episode it is but it's with uh tyasia and um they're someone that i met in college like you know like years ago we actually lived in the same dorm Mm -hmm. um when we were freshmen and I saw them at a bar and I asked them, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Like, just like, hey, like, you know, it's like six years later. I haven't seen you in so long, but like we recognized each other. We sat down like, you know, we were at the same event. So, you know, we enjoyed that. But um, yeah, so I asked them and they're like, yeah, sure, I'm down. And I think that that 
is probably like one of like I guess my favorite experiences because of like the stars aligning again where it's like yo like if I hadn't known you freshman year then I wouldn't have been able to come up to you and like you know ask you if you want to be on my podcast and have a great conversation with you so yeah. I think that um yeah that would be one of the experiences that really sticks out with me that's awesome yeah I think that's it because I always okay. have questions on my no, head. You know, but like, I, don't I don't know. These are good questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So if all of the power goes out, but the TV monitors, the phone monitors, the computer monitors stay on and it's like PSA, public service announcement, and then it's your face. I heard this. Yeah. Your, so um, like, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Um... I would remind people to um, be kind Mm. and to, um, I guess, it sounds like, I don't know, it feels elitist to say, not elitist, but like um, maybe patronizing to say like have more integrity. Yeah. Um, But I would say, yeah, like, you know, be honest in the things that you do, Um, you know, love the people that you, love people how they need to be loved. Um, just about like, you know, like a message about like understanding each other and showing compassion, basically, I would say. That's awesome. Okay. I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any social social media that you'd like to plug? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So as you guys know, the platform is called We Are in the Flesh. So the website is www.weareintheflesh. It's spelled, oh, dot com. It's spelled completely normal. Um, the Instagram is at underscore we are in the flesh. And then the fit, the, I was about to say the Fensta. I don't have a Fensta. <laughs> um, the Facebook is we are in the flesh. It's like just a business page. Also, it's on LinkedIn too. The YouTube is We Are In The Flesh, I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and Twitter. We are, so it's W-E-A-R-E underscore I-T-F. So we are underscore I-T-F, which I need more followers on that because I just started it. And I don't really know how to tweet because I talk a lot. So I'm just (laughs) like, I hope this is okay. Yeah, Twitter's um, hard. I feel like Instagram people love to follow people and like look at stuff, but Twitter is harder to get, I think, followers. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean I, I think that's it. And anybody that wants to get interviewed, just like hit me up and we can set it up. We can do something. Like that's that's like the main thing about my platform. Like you're you're never too like there there's nothing that will make me be like, you cannot do this. Mm-hmm. There's no criteria for who can be on this platform. Like, I feel like everyone deserves a chance to, like... Yeah, share their story. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's imp- <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we are in the flesh, but do you have any other things that you want to mention that you're working on or any events that are coming up or just anything you want to share? No. This is my life. <laughs> like, that's literally all I'm working on. Okay. Um, I haven't planned any events yet, but, I mean, as soon as I do, I'll let you know. Okay, great. Um, I'll definitely And then the whoever, page. like, follows on the Instagram will definitely for sure know. Um, and it'll be, like, on the website, too. But, yeah. All right, Yay. cool. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate <laughs> of course. your time. Um, if you guys would like to follow the podcast, 
you can do that at NTNY Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, or just something that you want to share, you can send those emails to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.